I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Most really good offenses do that. Um, Sal mentioned Kansas City. Um, they make you, you know, do something that you don't really want to do or that's not in your wheelhouse. So um, that's why they're good. Um, they, 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 they put you out on the edge and, and, uh, and try and get you in, in bad positions. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott on the Miami offense, which will put you in awkward, yeah. awkward conditions, including 70 points scored against. It's all anybody wants to talk about. We want to talk about it. As they come to town Sunday to take on the Bills, Armando Salguero joins us in the sports bar. The original Mister Three Hundred Five from Outkick, uh, Armando. Th- this offense, to my eyes, if it's even possible, looks faster this year than it did last year. How they um, they are clearly uh, you know tilting and deciding on moving towards speed and quickness over size and strength. They added uh, Devon Achan in the draft, and he was inactive the first game of the season, and he wasn't really supposed to be that big a deal. He came in on Sunday kind of as a, you know, uh, a change of pace and a let's get him in there type of situation, and he rushed for 200 yards. <laughs> And he is, uh, he is just as fast as any of the other ones. Uh, there's talk about Raheem Mostert and Tyreek Hill racing, and Mostert thinks he's faster than Tyreek Hill. And if anyone knows anything about Tyreek Hill, dude's fast. And so when you've got that situation going on, yeah, they're obviously a, a team that believes that speed kills. And they did to the Broncos. Yeah, the story that Dolphin fans were actually booing at the end because, well, they didn't go for the record there. Seventy. I didn't think a team in this day and age could score 70, and it's a credit to Miami. But, Armando, what does this say about Denver? Did they quit in that game? Absolutely, they quit. It was, it was if you watch the tape, and some people do, there, there are moments in the second half where, the Dolphins are running the football and they ran it for 350 yards. They're running the football and there's five Denver Broncos defenders on the ground and they're making no extreme effort to get up. And when that's happening, typically uh, the next day, defensive coordinators answer for it with their jobs. Obviously Vance Joseph didn't this week, but that was, that was pathetic what the Broncos did. 
So, Armando, we're looking forward to this matchup. We remember the matchups last year, and they were all very, very tightly contested. Uh, what what do you see that's different about Miami coming into this, this matchup against the Bills? And what do you see about the Bills that are different this season versus last season when the Bills were able to win two of three? Well, I mean, let me go with the obvious and the low-hanging fruit. The last two times the Bills uh, played the Dolphins, uh, or at least the last time, Tua Tungavailoa did not play, yeah. right? And so, uh, and that was in the playoff game, and it was still somewhat close. Um, look, Tua is in, a, is in a zone right now. He threw four touchdown passes last week. He had three incompletions. So... Uh, he's feeling good about the fact that uh, there is belief in him with the coaching staff, which he didn't have before. Uh, and he's feeling good about the fact that he's not getting hit. He's been hit the fewest of any quarterback or the least of any quarterback in the NFL this year. And that's a huge deal for him because it affects durability. And that's what he has been questioned about the last couple of years, his durability. Um, so that's important. And the fact that they're getting the ball out so quickly, it's very frustrating. The fact that they can, in fact, run the football is also very frustrating for defenses and has been. I'm Rondo Salguero from Outkick, our guest here in the sports bar. So when you look at this Buffalo offense, now week one, now was that it was just a terrible performance, but they figured it out the last two games, albeit against, you know, competition that's not going to be quite up to what Miami presents. My question, Armando, is Vic Fangio, how do you think he goes about defending against Josh Allen and the Bills offense? Well, so I was at that uh, Bills season opener in New York. Uh, and I covered that for our kick and the defense of Josh Allen is Josh Allen. If Josh Allen shows up and is not careful with the football and wants to play hero ball and, um, you know, turns the ball over, then the bills are going to grind to a halt. It's as simple as that. If Josh Allen is taking care of the football, it's problematic for Vic Fangio and every other defensive coordinator in the NFL. Uh, there is no stop Josh Allen formula other than hope that Josh Allen um, just isn't careful with the ball and turns it over. Um, Vic Fangio knows defense. He's, he's maybe, well, he is the highest paid defensive coordinator in the NFL. And this year he has shown a penchant for blitzing late when in the past he has been the, I'm never going to blitz. I'm going to get my pressure with the front four or, Hmm. you know, my four rushers, they're going to pressure and I'm not going to blitz. Well, he's blitzing now, especially late in games. Armando, Mike McDaniel, uh, a byproduct of the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. And I think what Shanahan has always done is found ways to get his players in positions that, that highlight their strengths uh, rather than, than you know f- try to force them to improve on their weaknesses. And I'm curious. It, it's clear that that's what he's done with Tua. We've always kind of viewed Tua as a one-read quarterback. We've always kind of viewed Tua as somebody who's not great at throwing the ball downfield. 
um, where he becomes a little bit of a liability. What can a team do? What can a defense do to maybe get McDaniel and, and Tua off off of uh, their groove a little bit here? Is, is it about getting pressure with that front four? Is it about dialing up uh, some blitzes, something exotic to, to kind of get him to do more than, than what he's been doing so far this year, which has been exceptional, but let's face it, I mean, it, it's kind of masking the deficiencies in Tua's game. Yeah, there's two things, and it's hard to do. Number one is make him come off that first read. And you're absolutely right. Tua is typically a one read. And plant your foot and throw it to the guy that you were going to throw it to before the ball was snapped. Right. And the ball is out, and now you're not getting hit. And if you're not getting hit, your chances of you know being durable the entire season and and actually being available increases dramatically. Those are the things that have hurt him in the past in that sometimes teams force them to come off the first read. And now he's holding the ball, and now he can get hit. If you can force him to come off his first read and hold the ball, it's a totally different ball game. The problem has been that Outside of Bill Belichick a couple of weeks ago, uh, no one has been able to get him to come off that first read because he's got a very good uh, playmaking core. He's got a very good wide receiver core. Tariq Hill is great. Jalen Waddell is great. Um, you know, their running backs are available and have all, all of them have good hands. It's, it's problematic to make him do what you want to do because he has answers to practically everything. Armando Salguero from Outkick is our guest. Armando, Danger hates it when I play the what-if game, but honestly, when it comes to Tua, there's a couple big what-ifs. It was only a couple years ago on Halloween where Tua's up at the podium in Buffalo after a rough loss, and there's all these rumors and, and speculation that he's going to get traded to Houston, but that didn't happen. Uh, whatever uh, Deshaun Watson didn't do, uh, that, that trade did not happen. And then you had this story that maybe Tom Brady was going to come down from the high tower, and just, just the idea that the Dolphins openly were trying to move off of Tua how has the the locker room rallied around Tua? Like, because it's one thing to show talent, but does he have that kind of it factor in that locker room? Is he liked by his teammates? He's loved by his teammates, and and it's easy to do right now, right? Because I mean, he's producing. Yeah. He's he's the borderline MVP. Like at the at the quarter pole, he's he's an MVP candidate. And all those things that you mentioned about a couple of years ago on Halloween and the trade for Deshaun Watson, that was true. The Tom Brady meetings and the Tom Brady talk was true. Mm -hmm. All of it. Mm -hmm. True. All of it. And you don't have to go back that far. Look, the Dolphins this offseason, they decided we're not going to offer Tua Tungavailoa a contract extension. Justin Herbert got a contract extension. Jalen Hurts got a contract extension. Uh, Joe Burrow got a contract extension. All of those guys in the same draft as Tua, they got contract extensions. The Dolphins didn't want to do that with Tua because they still had, you know, questions about his durability. And let's face it, three games in, it looks great, but three games is not 17 games. They, they, 
We're going to see. Let's see if he's got durability issues or not. Let's see if he can play every game. And if he can, he's going to get paid a lot of money, probably more than anybody else. And if he can't, Gotta be something else. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting uh, point, Armando. And I always believe that dysfunction within organizations starts at the very top. And Stephen Ross is a beauty. You're you're closer to it than we are, so you get to see it more firsthand. When do you think? It, wh- what do you think is the threshold for Tua getting that extension? Is it is it as simple as completing a season and, and getting to the postseason? Is it is it something that we could see during the season based on how he's looked so far? My guess is that they will wait until after the season. At this point, it's, it's the best scenario for both sides in that if Tua, who is not getting hit a lot, we just mentioned that, yep. and you know has done the work in the offseason to be able to withstand hits better, he, you know, he enrolled in jiu-jitsu classes and he got stronger and all that, um, and he's got a different helmet now uh, for the concussions. So it's to his benefit to wait and to bet on himself because it's looking pretty good right now. No one is, is, you know, come up with four or five sacks in a game against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. For him, it's the best thing for the Dolphins. Yeah, man. Play great. We'll pay you. Armando covers uh, the NFL at large for OutKick. Um, staying in the division, Armando, because you, you were at the opener for the Jets and how quickly things change here in this league in just two weeks. And now you have these stories out in New York that there's friction between the defensive players and Salah. You have these other reports that maybe the Jets are shopping for a quarterback. So I guess the friction story, is that something you view as real or is this more New York media generated? And in your opinion, secondly, like Zach Wilson, he's not it. Should the Jets actually go out and try to trade for a Tannehill or perhaps a Cousins or whoever might be available here? Well, you know, Kirk Cousins right now is not available. So there's that. The Jets don't have a, situ- don't have a situation where they can really, unless they move stuff around, can fit Kirk Cousins under the salary cap. That, that's number two. And number three is, the whole friction thing with the defense. Have you watched the Jets defense? They're like, they're, they're, they're not exactly, you know, lighting it up. They're 23 in rush yards per game. They're 20th in pass yards per game. They're giving up 20.3 points per game, which is out of the top 10. It's number 11. So maybe they should concentrate on, being good themselves before they're worried about how sucky uh, Zach Wilson is. And, and I got to say to you, there is an element of New York media pushing certain narratives. Mm. Um, I, that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, and, and Armando, I love playing this game because it's we're three weeks into the NFL season and we're already wondering, like, what is this going to look like mid-season? What is this going to look like in the off-season? I mean, you could paint a picture here in New York where they tear it down to build it back up again and, and you're left maybe next year with Nathaniel Hackett as your head coach in one year of Aaron Rodgers with uh, a recovered uh, Achilles tendon. Or... They're so bad this year that they are in the draft the quarterback sweepstakes <laughs> at the end of the year, yeah. which would, which honestly, if you ask me, that would be perfect for them 
because now you've got Aaron Rodgers coming back for maybe one year at the most, maybe two. I, I doubt that. But coming back for at least one year, and that quarterback that you drafted number one or number two or whatever, he's got a year to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and ostensibly being a good player because Zach Wilson was supposed to be that guy, but he could be behind Aaron Rodgers for 17 years and he'd still struggle. Armando Salguero, our guest here from Outkick. Um, I'm already looking ahead to two Sunday nights from now, Dallas and San Francisco, but there were the Cowboys getting tripped up in Arizona, Armando, and, and kind of negates what they did against the Giants and, and the Jets. So I guess the question is, do we know how the story ends here for Dallas, basically? Because we're all expecting, yeah, they'll be a playoff team, but they're not going to get anywhere in the postseason. That was that was bad last week for Dallas in that the, the Cardinals stole. It's like, you know that scene out of Raiders of the Lost Ark where the guy takes the other guy's heart yeah. and shows it to him yeah. while it's still beating. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened to the Dallas defense. They gave up 220 rush yards against Arizona, who wasn't any great threat to throw the ball uh, with Joshua Dobbs. And yet they were able to run, and then Dallas didn't know what to do. They were caught doing whoop, 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 <laughs> like that. <laughs> and so then Josh Dobbs was able to throw over the top. Um, very disappointed in the Dallas Cowboys, and it suggests that not just them, but Dak Prescott. I mean, dude, uh, he, I, there was one play where he threw into triple coverage, yeah. and and shockingly, it was intercepted. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Uh, Armando, if we're going to talk about clown shoe organizations, humor me for a second. I'm a Bears guy, long suffering. Oh. This this is the worst era of Bears football in my lifetime. I'm living through it. I'm getting text messages from my friends every day reminding me how embarrassing my team is. But you're an insider, and you have access that a lot of us don't have. Just how bad was last week for the Chicago Bears? Well, so forget that the defensive coordinator was um, on his computer and watching the wrong kind had, of film. Uh, well, uh, uh, let's put it this way. HR was involved in his departure. Very okay? good. Understood. So there's that. Um, and forget that, you know, Justin Fields doesn't feel great about all the information he's being fed. <laughs> Justin Fields reminds me about, uh, reminds me of Tua Tunga Bailoa with Brian Flores. It's not working. It's clearly not working. Justin Fields was really good at Ohio State. I saw that. I remember that. Just like Tua was at Alabama once upon a time. Maybe Justin Fields needs a different person in his ear. And I get the feeling if the arc continues, they say that they're getting better. I don't see it. Uh, if they don't, obviously... You know, Eberflus is gone at the end of the season, and there will be different voices in Justin Fields' head. Armando, um, if it were not for Kirk Cousins having this brain cramp, like you've been in this league 10 years and you don't understand to get up and spike the ball, um, Minnesota should have won that game. And we'd be talking about Brandon Staley and what he did at the end. Like, what does Brandon Staley have to do to keep his job at this point? He has to win a lot. 
I mean, Brandon Staley so far is wasted Justin Herbert, who arguably is a top three quarterback in the NFL. Justin Herbert last week uh, threw for like 405 yards, completed like 89% of his passes, and he needed someone, and he needed to get lucky to win the game. Why? Because his head coach on fourth and one decided from his own 24-yard line with under two minutes to play, I'm going to go for it. And they ran a belly play and it got stopped. And, you know, obviously rather than having to go 70 or 80 yards, Minnesota only had to go 24 yards to win the game. They couldn't do it. And the result says just, you know, that Brandon Staley is smart, but no, he's dumb. That dude's dumb. He does dumb things. And the dumbest thing he's doing right now is, He's not getting any production out of that defense that has a lot of high-priced talent, including Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, and he's a defensive coach. Yeah. Uh, Armando, I could just li- – the words out of your mouth is like sweet music to my ears. I could sit here and listen to you talk football and, and, and just throw questions at you all day, and I know how busy you are. And, and, man, every time you join us, it feels like a gift. So I appreciate you giving us some time this afternoon here in the sports bar. Yeah, Armando, what game are, are you going to win this week? And by chance, is it uh, Buffalo-Miami? Well, you know, I was joking with someone a little while ago. It, the weather's too good right now in Western New York for me to go to Western New York. Yeah. It's like, sorry, I, I, I don't do Western New York unless there's, you know, three inches of snow, 12 inches of snow on yeah. the ground, and yeah. there's a blizzard in the forecast. I'm sorry. We need you good and miserable if you're going to come visit Buffalo. Yeah. I, I, I love it. That last Saturday night game in December, he also came up for the postseason. I carried a shovel because I saw the forecast, and I'm like, Armando, <laughs> if you need me, I am here tonight to dig you out. And you, were, you said something like, no, no, no. Fox knows if they're sending me up to Buffalo, I need something with four-wheel drive. Absolutely. And that's what I get. And, you know, it's you, you guys joke about the weather there. Honestly, from someone who's coming from Florida, bring it because it's, it's fun for two days and <laughs> yeah. then I go home, but it was fun for two days. Yeah. Uh, Armando, stay blessed, man. Safe travels. And uh, we'll continue to check your workout at Outkick. Really appreciate you giving us time this afternoon. Thanks, gentlemen. You got Thanks, it. Armando. This is a great Armando Salguero. <laughs> He's not going to sugarcoat anything. (laughs) Not going to pull back on anything. He's given us some unbelievable takes through the course of our time here in the sports bar. Every time Armando joins us, he brings it and he doesn't hold back. He's dumb. Brandon Staley (laughs) is dumb. He does dumb things. He's a defensive coach who's got defensive players that are good and high priced and they can't do anything with their defense. He's dumb. It's the best. Isn't it? It's the absolute best. Love that, and uh, love Armando. Really appreciate him joining us here during Dolphins Week. I, I feel a little nervous. I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of challenges for that Bills defense. And how do you get Tua? Tua's a record needle that's stuck in this groove right now. How do you jar him out of that groove so that the record can get Here's Here's what off? you do for, for, for everybody going to the game for Bills Mafia. Where's your contract? <laughs> Where's your kind? Just yeah, get in it. Yeah, if yeah. that's his motivation and that's what's fueling his play, they're not going to pay him because why would they? And you know, some of these guys oh. are better with a chip on their shoulder. Well, in the end, then 
He's not going to accept a deal right now. Okay, you know what? Tag me at the end, and I will take, or you make me the highest paid. And This is, this is going the Lamar Jackson route. Assuming, and Armando brings this up, he's got to make it through 17 weeks. That's why the Dolphins didn't do this. Mm-hmm. But just the lack of planning. The Dolphins are going to screw this up. I don't know. I don't know. McDaniel has done things and is doing things that feel undolphin like the the mishandling of everything last year with the concussions and and the injuries i could chalk that up to uh, rookie head coach never been in that situation before doesn't really know this season so far man you've got a guy that could be coach of the year and you've got a guy that could be your mvp the way they're playing and it's going to be on a, a good defense it's going to be on the bills to kind of change that narrative jar them loose, knock them out of that groove, make the record skip a beat, and and then capitalize on those mistakes. Hopefully you can you can do that. Ed Oliver. That's it. Ed Oliver. Uh, I don't like seeing uh, Leonard Floyd on the injury report today. I think that's going to be the new norm for Leonard Floyd. He was last week too. Yeah. Uh, and, and Greg Rousseau. Can you get to him? Can you get, because he's getting rid of the ball quick. He's not looking downfield. He's getting it out of his hands fast. That's going to be the key. And Armando laid it out for us. That's uh, great information there from Armando Salguero from Outkick. Uh, All right, we've got happy hour on the way next in the sports bar. Uh, We've got a round of shots coming up in the sports bar. We've got time for your calls in the sports bar. If you want to pull up a stool, the number is 866-4326-866-4-F-A-N. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at uh, Chris writing in, let the Jets be in on the Caleb uh, Williams suite. That was another take. Like, the Jets should just go out and lose now. That's a take. And the take is, like, maybe the Jets' defense really isn't that good. We're just kind of looking at that Bills game, but that was more Josh Allen just being dumb. And and the one thing that he did mention to bring it back to the Bills is that Bill Belichick did find a way to kind of alter that offense. They didn't have a great offensive day in their win against the Patriots. So maybe that's a template or a blueprint for Sean McDermott to look at and follow as they uh, look to to stifle this uh, this juggernaut of an offense that just drops 70 on a professional football team. I still can't get over that. We're not going to see that again in our lifetime. You know that, right? You're not going to see 70 points in an NFL game. Not a, in a video game, sure. In a video yeah. game, yeah. If you're playing Madden, absolutely. Uh, happy hour next. A round of shots on the way. 866-4-F-A-N. Get ready to start the NFL week off right tomorrow night. It's Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan, because right now, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. We were talking about this earlier. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Lions and Packers. A tasty matchup, NFC North. You'll get bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. That's FanDuel.com slash Mike. So you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York, 
refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.